Hi, I'm Reagan, and thanks for listening to my dad's podcast, Lasting Learning. Hi, this is Dave Schmidt. Welcome to Education is a Mindfield, an imprint of the Lasting Learning Podcast. For almost 200 episodes, I've had the opportunity to interview some of the most amazing educators on planet Earth. We've had an opportunity to hear their stories, to share their successes, to listen to their fears, to hear their thoughts and their opinions. We've been challenged, we've been pushed, and we've been inspired. For the next few episodes, though, I'm going to take a different tact. I'm going to share my thoughts, my opinions, my feelings. And I'm going to warn you, some of them, all of them, are a little controversial. I'm going to share with you some of the things that are wrestling around in my mind. Some of these things will feel like a minefield, aka education is a mind field. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts, my ponderings, to try to encourage you to engage in the dialogue. I'm a firm believer that all too often in education, we surround ourselves with an echo chamber. We put ourselves in a bubble and we only hear from those that share our views, that share our opinions, and it amplifies us to continue on with the status quo. I'm going to be sharing some things that might bristle you. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts to poke the bear, to encourage you to speak up, to disagree, to agree, to challenge, to talk. I'm going to be encouraging you to share these episodes with your friends and your colleagues. And feel free to talk about me behind behind my back. Feel free to reach out to me, sharing your thoughts. You'll have an opportunity to share your opinions, to record your thoughts, your disagreements, or your affirmations. And your voice might be heard on future episodes. We'll be talking about quite a few things. Just to give you a preview of some of the thoughts rolling around in my head, I don't necessarily think standardized testing is a problem. As a matter of fact, I think it's a solution. I believe college is overrated. I believe we spend too much time talking about the learning gap. I don't believe PBIS works. I think we spend way too much energy supporting and validating valedictorians and those on the honor roll. I believe that magnet schools are the next level of segregation. I believe having students complete EDPs, educational development plans, in middle school is a waste of time and is educational malpractice. So many of my thoughts, so many more, just waiting to be shared. I've got a list of 25 things, so sit back, relax, grab a pen, grab some paper, be prepared to disagree, to get upset, and to amplify your voice as I share mine. Today, I'm going to jump in with one topic. And in future weeks, you'll hear more. Hope you'll enjoy. All right, this is set up to be the final educational minefield episode of this current series. But I have so many things I want to continue to share, so many things I want to have you wrestle with and debate with me on. But uh, I know that there's already a lot that you're working through. And I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want you to to start to to focus on one initiative just to hear another thought and feel like you need to shift course. So instead, with this episode, 
I'm just going to do a brain dump. I'm going to share quite a few of my thoughts. I'm going to share them in rapid fire succession so that you can hear them, think about them, maybe ask more questions about them. Go do some of your own exploring. I'm not going to do a deep dive on any of these, but I'd be remiss if I didn't share some of my thoughts that have been, uh, that I've been dying to share. Some of these I've shared out on social media. Some of these I've shared with some of you personally, but I haven't shared them with the masses just yet. So absorb them, take them, push back against them, do what you want with them. I'm doing this for me so I can get it out and move on with my life. Okay, a few of my thoughts, a few of my remaining thoughts. Number one, having students complete EDPs, Educational Development Plans, aka career cruising, identifying what path in life they're going to take when they are in middle school is dumb. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's a waste of our time. And it is, again, malpractice for students. As I look back on my life, the things that I thought I wanted in life at 17 years old, 18 years old, 20 years old, 25 years old are nothing like what I want in life today. I would not trust a 12 year old to make the decisions in my life today. I would not go to a 12 year old and say, what should my career be? What should my life goals be? What should I be doing with my life? Set me up, create the path that's going to determine where I go for my future. I would never go to a 12 year old and ask that, but that's exactly what we ask 12 year olds to do for their own life. We set them up to take these EDPs, these educational development plans that set them up so they can determine their high school pathway, their college pathway, their career, so that they are pigeonholed into an opportunity as opposed to feeling like the world is at their feet. EDPs in middle school are dumb. Similarly, magnet schools are simply the new age of segregation in schools. There are a lot of big school districts that are creating magnet schools within their high schools and even in their middle schools. Large urban districts, large suburban districts are creating schools that are specialized academies. You might have a flight academy, you might have an engineering academy, you might have a nursing academy. The idea is that students can choose an academy that aligns with their passions, their interests, their future careers. I get that. However, what ends up happening is that those parents, those kids that advocate for themselves, that can transport themselves, that want to go to that other school to get out of their current school are the ones that go to that school. It reminds me a lot of what happened in the 1950s and 60s. White flight took place. Those that could transport themselves, that could leave, that could go find some other opportunities, chose to do so, leaving a lot of people behind. I know that's the reality. In my current school system that I live in, it happens daily. When parents find out who those kids are that are going to their zone school, they start looking for the magnet school, not that aligns with their students' interests and passions, but has the demographics that align with their current realities. I challenge you, what's the real purpose of the magnet schools? Why are those IB schools, those international baccalaureate schools placed in those specific schools? Is it there because that's a school that is surrounded by students that are truly looking for those international baccalaureate experiences, or is it to try to bring a certain population of kids in and maybe drive another certain population of kids out? What is the purpose of the magnet schools where you live, where you work or around you? Purchasing curriculum from a test maker is dumb. 
if you're purchasing your curriculum materials from the same company that designs your assessments, you are part of a scheme. You're part of a racket. These are all profit generating companies. They might be called nonprofit, which simply means they're making a profit that they are spending each year, but they are still designed to be in business and make money which means if they create an assessment that says, here are your student deficits, here are your student struggles, and they are now pointing you to their curriculum resources that can help support those identified deficits and struggles, the goal is for you to go out and buy those resources, not necessarily to give you data that you can make informed decisions on. Typically, those assessment companies generate the assessments to sell the curriculum, not to support your students. Just putting that out there. Two more, two more thoughts, two more ideas, related but different. Valedictorians, salutatorians, top 10 lists, and honor rolls hurt kids. They hurt kids for so many reasons. Number one, it turns learning into a competitive endeavor, which means it's more about task completion as opposed to mastery and competency. We've all, we already talked about how they sort and select students and how oftentimes our subjective natures get in the way of objective evidence. And oftentimes these valedictorians, salutatorians, honor rolls are opportunities for certain kids to get more opportunities and other kids to be left out of those same opportunities. Valedictorians, salutatorians, honor rolls, top 10 lists. I am happy to dive deep into this at another time, but I'm telling you flat out right now, emphatically, they hurt kids. My last statement that I'm sure I'll get some pushback on. PBIS programs do not work for kids. What it does is it highlights kids that are already doing the right things, but because oftentimes in schools, the rewards, the trinkets, the incentives for students to perform and behave are not handled out or handed out in the moment, immediately after positive behaviors are identified, they're instead waved like carrots in the distance every two weeks, every three weeks, every four weeks, we'll have a big assembly, we'll have a big pizza party, we'll have prizes down the road. Research tells us that that does not drive and form and change practice of students. It does not do anything to celebrate uh, increases in impulse control. In order for changes to happen with impulse control, to, to change practices in the moment, to change habits, to change behaviors, rewards must immediately, immediately follow improvements in behavior. If your PBIS practice is built around having end of quarter, end of semester, end of year celebrations, all you're doing is wasting valuable time and valuable money. PBIS works if we're rewarding positive behaviors in the moment, not by accumulating points, not by looking for students that don't have demerits, not by intrinsically motivating those people that did not get in trouble because the in trouble defeats the whole purpose of the PBIS program. The way that most schools implement PBIS is broken, flawed, wrong, and that's why they're not seeing success and they're not seeing change. And I have so many other thoughts I want to continue to share that I'm not going to put into uh, put out here just now. I might save them for another day. We'll talk formative and summative assessment. I'll talk about why algebra two should not be taught in high schools and why we should be teaching statistics instead. We'll, we'll be talking about a whole lot of other things down the road, or you can always just reach out to me and we can talk on the phone or in real life. I'll talk to you all soon. I hope you've enjoyed the educational minefield.
Again, I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to shoot me a message, dave at teachbetter.com. Or you can find me online at Dave Schmitto. That's D-A-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-T-T-O-U. You can find me at Dave Schmitto on Instagram, on Twitter, on, on all the things. Shoot me a message or dive into this episode. Leave me a comment or even leave me a voicemail. My phone number is all over the place. Find it, use it, get in touch with me. I'd love for your thoughts to grow me, to challenge me, and to inspire me. Let me know what you're thinking. Thank you.